1: Yes, we are the brave We'll fight you in May
0: The name of the brave We are the U.S. of all right good morning good afternoon or good evening my veteran be real listeners it's sergeant be real here i got sister soldier today this is going to be fun guys and gals out there listening sister soldier has her own business we're going to be talking about her entrepreneur travels as she's separated from service we're going to find out where she came from a little bit of time and whatever time was like in the military and then we're really going to talk about what she's done to build her business out and how she's become successful and what she's doing now and hopefully and of you out there listening who are thinking about starting their own business, you'll get a little bit out of this from her and we'll try to find you out where you're going. So Sister Soldier, welcome to Veterans Be Real. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you?
1: Well, thanks, thanks, uh, Sergeant Be Real. I am uh, a sister and I am a the founder and the creator of SheVet Media. And we do digital media content, uh, working with uh, veterans, military women, to help them be able to transition from the service and to reinvent themselves into being, you know, creative and to help them find their voice using the platform of media.
0: Well, that's interesting enough. So that's great. Um, so let me ask you something. What did you, what, what did you do when you were in the Army? What did you do when you were a soldier? I doing?
1: was a human resource manager, so I worked as a 71 Lima, now 42, 42 Alpha. Alpha.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you and me were in the same time, because I remember 71 Limas. I remember they switched to 42 Alpha, so we, we did some same dirt some same dirt tracks probably at one point. Uh, yeah. That's great. So where were you stationed? Let's give us a little insight on where kind of places you were stationed and what you did.
1: Woo! So my very first station was Germany, Schaffensburg, Germany, and then from there I went to Fort uh, Carson, Colorado from there I went to Korea spent some time in Korea yeah mm-hmm. nice nice little it's spot it's in, uh in Hanamshi and so from there then I went to Atlanta I worked at the MEPS oh, and that was when I I first was really introduced into being a recruiter mm-hmm. and working at the MEPS I got to see the whole, I ran the, the floor of the MEPS, the operations department And uh, during that time frame, I just really kind of fell in love with the process of helping people enter the service because that's always been something that I wanted to do. And um, while I was when I was younger and when I got the chance to really see how the operations worked, I just found my my niche in that. And from there, I became a recruiter and I was assigned to Fairfax, uh, uh, Fairfax, Virginia. To Baltimore re- Recruiting Battalion, mm-hmm. so I spent some time there, and I actually retired out of the Washington D.C. area from um, work. Did some time working with DIA, and then I went to Walter Reed as a wounded warrior, and I retired out of Walter Reed Army Medical Center as a wounded
0: warrior. Wow, That's some diversity. I wonder. Let me ask you this. This is going to be a thrown out question. This is out of the blue. But did you have known a a sergeant named John Eline at the time? Because he was a recruiter in the same station. He was one of my best friends. He was like one of those regattas ring and all that stuff. He was like a high-speed recruiter back in the day. He was in the – Eline? Eline. E-L-I-N-E. Big John. Big head. Big head, blonde guy, big mustache. The name sounds familiar. Yeah. You probably know about him. You might not have worked with him directly, but he was in that area the same time you were recruiting. Just interesting because he was like he was like me and my him were like battle buddies forever. So yeah. But he was just yeah. interesting. You said the small world is small, guys. And you're either listening, that's the funny thing about the military, man. It's a small world. You can really link in with people. But that's great. So recruiting, then you get out. I did time at Walter Reed, too, so I remember those times. That was always interesting. So we'll Very. talk. So Let's talk more specifically about what you're doing now in your business as an entrepreneur and how you're building your business. And let's talk a little bit about maybe some struggles you went through in the very beginning and what you did to to get your platform to where you wanted it, where you can really make that impact. So let's talk about that a little bit. Okay, so where do you wanna start first? Let's start with how you started, how you came up with the idea to start it and then what took you into that and then where you went from there. So let's start there.
1: Well, as I mentioned, being assigned to Walter Reed as a patient, uh, I was surrounded by our peers, and it was during the Afghanistan-Iraq, you know, the Iraq-Afghanistan war, right. and many of us were injured and, and just kind of like in a in a disarray because we didn't know what was going to happen to our careers. It was something unexpected. Yep. And in that process, I really got the opportunity to get connected and be a part of that as, for one, and, and have that experience of what it would be like leaving the service and not being able to really uh, function or operate in our, our uh, MOS or using the skills that we had learned and taking it out into the civilian sector. And so it, I realized at that time, we had to reinvent ourselves. And from there, I, I had already been preparing to become a, um, a real estate agency. So my, my, my plan prior to me getting out was to prepare myself to become a realtor. And when I, uh, while I was active duty, I started taking my exam and the recruiting was to get me in that perspective perspective, that, that functionality of being a salesperson and really getting to know people. And I said that if I could do this really challenging job as a recruiter then I could definitely be a, a realtor when I got out For sure, so that yeah. was my challenge to myself
0: yeah those two definitely marry up so that was definitely the right path I think <laughs>
1: that. yeah so I did that and as I as I did um I stepped into the role of a real estate agent you know after a period of time of of uh being medically retired mm-hmm. and then the, the war was still going on and, and our Peers were coming back, and they were contacting me for the the uh, to save their homes. You know, they were they were away, and the banks and everything, the government didn't know how to handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sailors and the service members not being able to to manage their mortgages. So I became a part of that. I volunteered at a counseling agency and started. Uh, negotiating with the banks to help them save their homes. So from foreclosure. So I began to do that and I realized that if we really were not going to be able to return back to do the normal things that we were, you know, capable of doing all of the skills that we had just emotionally or physically that that capacity was not there. So it had to have, we had to have something to bridge us over that gap. And this is where I created my nonprofit. So the nonprofit she Society came into play and I started serving them with getting their, learning how to get their benefits and uh, filling in that gap of the missing parts and of what the government just was not capable of doing at that time because we had so much more going on. So it was finding a job, you're getting your resumes together, mock interviews and met, and connecting them with community resources that would help them stay afloat and make that transition smoothly. So that,
0: that's a huge step. I mean, to go from real estate into realizing your fellow veterans that are coming back or soldiers are coming back are having struggles and you, you want to go step up and do something about it. That's courageous. I mean, in my eyes, I mean, cause that's, a life change for you too, because you had a employment, you were doing whatever. Then also you're like, wait, there's a bigger need for me to be somewhere else. So that's huge. And I really applaud you for that. That's, it was very courageous for you to start that type of that that realm. So that's exciting. So, wow. Okay.
1: You know, I didn't look at it as being courageous. I looked at
0: you don't, (laughs) <laughs> of course, you don't look at that way because you're not, you're, you're just t- you're taking where your heart comes from and where you're. Yeah. But people like me who are fellow veterans, we can look at you going, Look, you had a job, you had a career, you're starting off in a new career, you're change- and then all of a sudden you just change. To me, that's a career. See, I've been in the yeah. veteran community for a while now. When I see veterans, like I run a nonprofit too, that's where I'm at right now. I'm in my nonprofit office. And I help soldiers, veterans, and first responders and their families with day to day living assistance. But we also guide them, like you do, to different things to help them get prepared and taken care of. But the point is, and I had a good job, too. I was making $80,000 a year, you know, working yeah. at a hospital, doing this. And then I just said, you know what? I don't want to do this no more. And I just stopped yeah. and went into this. So, yeah. and my wife told me that was courageous for you to stop. The job is paying you $80,000 a year to go do it. And now you're making nothing. That,
1: was, making my, that was my income. From
0: so, real. yeah. And, and that's the scary part of it. But see, people don't realize a lot of us as veterans out there, we see a different need. And then we want to fix that need or, or, or at least attempt to address that need. So we'll stop what we're doing and go do it. And people like you and me, and I, and I don't like to blow, blow my own horn, but it was a courageous step for both of us to say, listen, I'm making good money, but you know what? There's things that are more important than money. I got to go over and help these guys get their lives straightened out. So at least they're surviving and at least they're, you know, productive in society kind of thing. So I, I salute you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I think it takes the right type of human being to be able to make that choice and take that step. Yeah. And then, risk everything for you for the things you're trying to do for others. So it's a big deal. So I just want to say thank you my from me to you because I know what it's like to do that so I can understand that. So, and all you guys out there listening, it's an urge that a lot of veterans get, but a lot of them don't follow through with because they're too afraid. There's fear and they won't take that step. So they just stay at their nine to five job and make their money and they're fine and they just worry about their families. And then their mindset starts to turn in different ways. Then they start to feel guilty or they start. So what, what sister did, what I did, what a lot of veterans do is you have to overcome that fear of failure or fear of whatever and just take the risk and do the right thing because she sleeps really good at night. I sleep mm-hmm. decent at night, for, but, I say, but I sleep good at night. But when I go home from work, I know everything I'd like. Today, I'm running my food pantry. There's going to be 500 families come through here and get food today from me. So when I go home at the end of the day, I know that our company made an impact on this community and we're doing the right thing and we're helping people. And that's makes my day better. makes my relationship with the family and the community better. So. If you're out there listening, take what she just said, because I don't think a lot of you really, a lot of people don't follow that. But what she did was courageous because she said, I've got a job, I'm in real estate. And you, everybody out here knows there's good money in real estate if you're good at it. And, and I'm mm-hmm. sure sister was good at it because she was a recruiter. So she knows how to sell. So that she was making money and she said, hey, there's something else I can be doing to take care of my fellow veterans that are soldiers that are getting back or struggling. And I want to do that. So that's just me. And I didn't mean to get on a tangent. It just means a lot to me. It touches me right here when people do things like that because I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is. I honestly can tell you, I feel you for real, because I know how hard that was to do that. That fear you had to get over to go do that. And then you might even stay with your real estate a little bit on the side. But the point is you were focused on something else. So Yeah. So I I, I just appreciate you, girl. That's just something that's really important to me. So thank you for that. But I didn't mean to digress, but I just that really touches my heart when people do stuff like that. So Well, you're
1: welcome. But I I wanna allude to um, when you said that there was a fear, there was a fear that I had, mm-hmm. and a part of it was I was working my nonprofit, and I was like, "Well, Lord, I need to, I need to keep working in my real estate so that I could create the money and support my nonprofit," you know. And so I, figured- I was suddenly doing that. I had thirteen deals in the in the hole, just just working thirteen deals at that time. And do you know? I kept dilly-daddling and I kept saying, "Okay, God, I'm gonna, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to get to doing what you want me to do." And one day someone slammed in the back of my truck and caused me and at this point I was starting to really heal from my injury in right. service. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of drew me right back to uh the mid state of where I was with the right. the trauma in my body. And I, had, I, was, I was laid in the bed for approximately three months and couldn't do anything. So in that time frame, every 13 deals, every last one of them started falling apart. I had no one to work them for me, and they were falling apart. And at that point, I was like, okay, well, what can I do? I couldn't even make a, a, a home inspection appointment because I couldn't sit up at the computer long enough. And eventually I got up and I said, you know what? Well, this is a good time for me to start researching. This is a good time for me to really start researching to see what the needs are for the women that I serve. And I got into it and it was something like a fire that just really caused me to just keep on digging, keep on digging. And it consumed me so much that I was like, okay, I, I can't, you know, obviously I got your message. You don't want me to do this. You told me to stop, and I didn't. So i might as well. I'm on the, I have the momentum now. <laughs> yep. And so I just kept going with it. And from that point, the more, it just kept evolving because the more I became involved, the more I saw that there was a, that, that what I was touching was only the surface. So I had to keep going. And the more that I did, I, I realized that there was much more than what I was seeing, in the ultimate, I had to get to the root. So, thus became She That Inspires, and She That Inspires is the television show which I have created. And I, re- um, I, I did it strictly because I noticed that the women were not coming out of their homes at that point. Post-traumatic stress was starting to settle in, and for whatever reason, they just weren't comfortable coming out to the a lot of the events that I was having, and I said, "Well," and and then there were. It started picking up, but it wasn't. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the, to the desire that I had. Right. And so, next thing I knew, it was like, you know what? Let me just create a YouTube channel, and I'm gonna just go and and I'll go into their homes. They don't have to come to me. I'll go to their homes. And when I decided, the moment I decided to do that. And I was going to make a, a, a YouTube channel. I was at church one day, and I spoke with a friend of mine that we hadn't had the chance to to meet up for a while. And she said, hey, I'm a producer, a television producer. <laughs> <laughs> no, look at, look at wow. you. Yeah. Why don't we just let me borrow you for an hour? Yeah. Why <laughs> come over here, help, help sister out. Why come on, come on. <laughs> why don't we do more than YouTube? And so I was like, mm, okay. Again, I was scared. Yeah. Again, I I didn't know. It was like, oh my god, on TV. You know, um, we submitted my show to the station, and they were in all the way. And so we've been on, on air for probably about five years now. And we're going into our fifth season and we're about to in the month of November, by the time this is, uh, out that we'll be on digital channels. So we'll be on Roku. We'll be on Apple TV, um, ZTV. We have like six or seven. We're on the largest distribution, uh, uh, digital station um it's zandra tv so um i'm excited about that and plus we're on cable television sure. so and we reached the metropolitan uh washington dc metropolitan area houston the east coast we're we're in a lot of places and 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 keep continuously growing
0: so that is amazing. That that's just amazing. I'm super proud of you. I'm super excited for you. I mean, that's amazing. And and like she said, probably by the time this this is a, this broadcast, your show will already be out there like that. But you know, I want to back up a little bit because I, I I've had this conversation before with my guests about fear and then about faith. Now everybody out there listening knows I'm not a very religious person. I'm not. I don't follow a specific religion. I have a relationship with God, but it's my relationship with God, and that's how. So yeah. I have faith, right? And I tell people all the time that fear comes from. Fear comes from that moment in your faith life that you're unsure, like you're not completely connected to God or your relationship with God or whoever you, you know, whoever that person is. Yeah. But I tell people all the time, that's when you have to deep, you have to dot your faith has to be connected to the fear because the faith is what makes you overcome your fear. And if you're starting to feel fear and it's keeping you from going forward, then you have to go back to your faith and say, "Okay, God, give me the direction, give me a sign, give me something," and trust me. There'll be a sign. I don't care if you look up and you see red. All of a sudden, you're like, "Okay, that's the color that would have told me." So it, yeah. it, it's going to happen for you if you have faith. I'm, I'm not again. I'm not a proponent of pre- perpetuating a, a religion on anybody. I'm telling you, you have to have a relationship with your God, whoever that is that you believe in, and you have to believe that that relationship is important enough in your life that it can, it can make the best decisions for you, and it can help you overcome that fear. And that's what you did. Your faith initially got you to the good, and then even you said, even you just said, "I had a little bit, but then I went to church." Yeah. And then bam, and then you met the producer, and then bam, and then all that fear went away, and now you guys, per- so I'm telling you guys out there, listen, if you're a soldier, or a sailor, or a marine, or an airman, or a coast guard, and you're getting ready to get out, and you get scared, or you get afraid of what it's gonna be to start your own business, listen to what Sissa just said. You have to know that it's gonna be the right thing, and you have to take your fear and put it to your faith, and make sure that your faith gets you through it, because in my perspective, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now if I didn't talk to God that one day and just said, Hey, listen, where am I at now? Help me out. I know this is the right thing. I know this is what you want me to do, but help me guide me so I'm doing it right and I don't screw it up and hurt people because I did it too fast or something like that. So and he did it. I, I honestly felt like he sat me down and just kind of, you know, gave me the shake and said, You're all right, just drive with your intentions, follow through. And he also helped me because it also made me believe that I needed to help I needed help. So I asked somebody, just like you asked your friend at the church. I asked somebody who was already kind of in the nonprofit world to give me a hand, he put me on his board of directors and let me work with him for a couple of years. And all of a sudden I started my own because I built more, you know what I'm saying? So just if you're out there listening guys, again, I'm not, I don't think sister and I are not promoting a specific religion, but we're saying faith is a kind of very important thing in your life. You need to have it. You know, you need to have it because it's going to get you through that fear. It's going to get you through all those, I don't like to say bad times, but those tough times that you run into in life. Faith is where I always go to or my families are sick or whatever, people in your life are sick, or you go to that faith because you want there to be a reason it's happening and you gotta find it. So, and not to digress again, but I'm a big person about fear. Fear controls so many people's lives because if you're afraid, even if it's not like a drastically bad fear, but it's just something that diverts you from doing what you wanted to do because you were afraid, then it took you down a different track. You're not down that path anymore. You went that way because of the fear, or you went that way because of fear. You didn't stay on the track you wanted to get to for the, you know, for who you are. And people like you and me, I think a big proponent of why we do the things we do is not for our own gratitude, it's for seeing the graciousness of what people, how they receive it, and the feelings they have towards what you've done for them is more important to me than the actual gratification of me doing it. I, I don't know, Maybe you, I'm sure you feel the same way because a lot of us in that nonprofit type of environment, we don't look for the accolades; we look for the outcomes yeah. we're trying to help.
1: I love to change people's lives, it's simply because yeah. you know, one part of me is because I've I've been groomed by the military to be an HR manager, you know, HR supervisor, and in that time frame, I worked at the PSC level, so that yeah. was pretty yeah. much in dealing with everybody. I was in charge of their assignments and yeah, their you had stacks
0: of paperwork paper. Yeah. Yeah. You had you know stacks know of paperwork on your desk. Yeah.
1: And you know their 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 schools, their promotions, their their TDYs, and uh, the all leave, of that
0: was their leave, their awards, their da
1: yes. So yeah. I knew the process that we go through and how important it is in and, and to have um uncertainty about what are we gonna do next just from when when we're about to PCS to an assignment that we are really not a fan of or even just going from one place to another that takes courage and oftentimes we need someone that's going to be there that's gonna be that sponsor and I wanted to be that sponsor I wanted to virtually be that sponsor to help vets and women to you know to service members and their families to be able to transition and not have that fear but to have an idea of what they need to do physically spiritually and mentally in order to make the transition to have a solid foundation so that when they get out they could run and not be weary you know and not look back and regret anything but know that they did their work and know that they prepared themselves the best way that they could. And if they didn't, if they weren't aware of something, then now they are, and we have a responsibility once we know what we can make a choice to do. Yeah.
0: It's, a, it's an important thing. I mean, I, I, I'm 100% with you. I mean, 100% with you. I think that every soldier or sailor or whatever, every active military person that's listening right now needs to understand that your path is not complete yet your service time is going to end no matter what. I don't care if you do one year or two years, or you do 30 years, 20 years or 30 years. Eventually your service time comes to an end and you have to have a pathway built for your future after that. Cause I retired from the United States army after 20 years at the age of 39. So I was getting a retirement check, a VA disability check at 39. Right. But I still got 45. I got probably 50 years of my life left. 40 or 50 years left. So I still got more of my life left than I had in the army. And if I didn't have myself a path to go down, and I tell soldiers all the time, especially the young ones, how many – are you planning to get in or stay in? Or get, yeah, I'm going to get out. I'm going to do my four years and get out. Okay, what are you going to do? Well, no. I said, you're only going to be 27, 28 years old. I said, what are you going to do, really? I mean, have you thought about it? Because this part of your life is going to end, and this is going to be a significant part of your life because the Army broke you down, built you back up, and now they're going to send you back out to a force yes, where so you're, not ready. you're not ready to go <laughs> back yet. You're not ready. Trust me. I did 20 yeah. years. I've been out I literally this October was I've been out for 10 years. I've been retired for 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. It took me probably 6 or 7 years to get my feet under me to how to act like a civilian and be a civilian and be successful as a civilian. I yes. struggled my first 5 years. Ups yeah. and downs and you know I had good jobs, I had decent jobs I had you know, crown, but but the point is you go through this flux and then that impacts your social life too because I became depressed and I battle PTSD and all that. So you become depressed and then all of a sudden things get heightened and you're like and yeah. I tell people all the time: there's only two things in life you have to control: your faith and your fear. If you can control those two things, your life can stay on that path and not divert, not go left or right. It can stay straight. So, yeah. sister, I want to first of all, I want to thank you for coming on because I think we had some eye-opening conversations here. I think people can see that there's a lot of challenges and faces that we face in life as we transition out and we're trying to start that new business as an entrepreneur and the risks that are there. I mean, you took a lot of risks. You took a lot of risks by transitioning, but. Look at the outcomes. Now you're about to be on all these TV networks and stuff. So I mean, you have to take it with a stride, right? You have to take that with every stride is, every step is a stride. So you have to take that with the full veracity of your faith and that you're not afraid of failure because you're gonna, you're gonna get through it anyway. Cause that's the way I look at life now. Even if I fall down and fail, I take that failure and I put it up on my wall so I can remember that so i learn from it and I don't do that again. And I take, I take advantage of my failures. I try to use those as positive things in my life so I don't do them again. Even when it comes to like my wife, if I do something stupid with my wife, I write that down. Like, don't do that again. That was dumb. To fight with your wife or argue with your wife about that, that's just stupid. So I try to avoid that again. So I try to convert. So I tell every soldier I meet, take every mistake or failure you ever had in your life and keep that in a book. So you can refer back to it. Keep it in a book so you can refer back so you can know that you overcame it because you're here now. You're not there anymore. You're here now. So what did you do to get over that? So rein, 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 reinvigorate that in how you do your thing. So... I want to thank, I mean, I'm, I'm pumped up today now. I mean, I'm a super excited to check out the show and stuff and, and everybody out there listening, make sure you check out the show notes because we'll have all those links and stuff to find her show and her TV stuff and all that stuff and her website and all that stuff will be in our notes. So check the notes of the show. Uh, they'll all be there. Her links, her Facebook, her, her webpage, all that stuff will be there and, and the upcoming events and we'll definitely keep in touch so that I can promote her stuff and we can get her stuff out there because I definitely want to get her stuff to some, especially to all my female veterans out there. You guys all know I love you to death. I think of you like, you're the most important thing in the military had and then you left. And then I know you're struggling again because just the way our society works with the way they treat women. Sometimes it's just, a, it's a hard enough struggle for you guys. And then of course, like sister, if you're a minority or something else, then it's even more, you know, more weight on your shoulders. So I'm super proud of you. I'm just super proud of you. I'm super proud of you. Thank you. I mean, you've done well, a lot better.
1: It you're gets a role better. model. It well,
0: gets <laughs> but I think, but see like with you and I, I told, like told you earlier about Sandra, you two strong black female, veteran leaders in our community you're not just you're not just female veterans you're female veteran leaders you're doing something that can inspire inspire these women when they get out that they can be ultra successful they can be ultra proactive in their lives and be and and take control of it and they shouldn't have anybody holding back and you are the type of women and the type of people that this country needs to kind of focus it's not about putting pointing fingers and blaming anybody for whatever shortcoming what's going on today what can we make right today it doesn't matter what happened what can we make right today for the women in the, in the community that we're in now? What do we do right now today that we can make better for everybody, all the women out there, all the black women out there, all the Hispanic women, whatever, even white women, doesn't matter. But what do we got to do today? Yeah. We get so focused on what happened before, what happened, what can we, why don't we focus on today? And I think people like you, women like you, veteran women like you are so inspirational to me because... I know how hard it was for you to be in the Army, first of all, because I was a male soldier in the Army and I saw a lot of treatment and a lot of things happen. And I, I was one of those NCOs when I got up through the ranks that I told my female soldiers, you, if anything happens, I don't give a shit, whatever, you come tell me because I'm fixing it right there on the spot because you don't deserve to be treated that way because you're a woman or because you're black or because you're Hispanic. or No one's treated that way. We're all treated the same. We're all in this together. We're all wearing the same uniform. We all just wear different sizes, but we're wearing the same uniform. So... No one's going to, so my female soldiers always knew they can come to me. And, and, and that's kind of how I ended my career was taking care of that concept that you have enough trauma and tri- you have enough to overcome because you can't do as many pushups as me or whatever. So there's already people, cause even the PT tests I used to get mad at that. Even the PT tests there was also a woman always has to do 40 point pushups a max, but a man has to do 80. All right. And I know it's a genetic thing, but still, why, why do we do that? Why don't we just make everything even make the points worth more of it? All we gotta do is make sure the women can, you know what I'm saying? So it was just one of my personal things. I just got really frustrated because I felt it held you guys back as women because it made you feel like you were lesser automatically to me. And to me in my mindset, it made a woman feel like she wasn't as good as me or as strong as me just because I was a man. And that puts a mindset into leadership and it puts a mindset about everybody that they're less because they're not as yeah. much. And, and that, that puts you guys in a bad position. It's just not fair. So that's just me, I don't mean to digress again, but I'm just one of those guys that I really <laughs> respect my female veterans out there because I know you had to overcome shit in the army or the military and then you get out and you have to start over and then go through all that again to get back to where you were. I am so proud of the way you did things and you just kind of divided that and cut through. I'm super stoked to know you now. I really am. I'm really, I'm really proud it's that you just to even. It's a pleasure
1: to know you as well. Yeah, you know, so- and I, I um. You know, as I said, it gets better because, again, me reaching them in their homes was not just the end. I was like, I needed to know how I can help. So I created a, um, now we have an academy for project management wow. to help them work remotely. So with everything that's going on right now, even in the time of covid we're preparing and we're, we're training them, training women, the, the, the service member. I have two versions of it, a Women Veterans Career Network, as well as a training site that anyone can uh, participate with. But it's specifically, um, it needed to have that, that uh, Women Veterans Career Network so that we could connect with one another and be able to help build each other up, like you're saying, because sometimes, yes, we did experience that. Well, we
0: were. Don't, yeah, don't lie to yourself. You did. You experienced some, some stuff in the military. I know you did. Yeah. It was, it was
1: yeah. unavoidable,
0: yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It unfortunately it is. And, and listen, all you guys, listen, seriously, check out our website, because I was on our website before we got on the show today. I was just trying to browse our stuff. There's a lot of information out there. So all you ladies out there that are in the military... This is a woman that you need to touch base with before you get out so she can get you on the path that you need to get on for what your, your expectations are when you get out, whatever. Cause this is a, her, like Sandra, the type of women that you need to reach out to who have gone through what you're going to be going through in a minute and they can help make sure it's a little easier, a little bit more simplistic for you, a little bit easier for you to find that guidance. So sister, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been amazing. You are an amazing human being. You're an amazing soldier. You're an amazing veteran. You're an amazing woman. So thank you for being on the show. Uh, I appreciate you. And listen, I am dead serious, guys. Check out the notes. Go check out her website. She's got a plethora of things that she does for in her nonprofit, in her business, to help female veterans. And, and I'm sure she'd help any veteran, but her focus is female veterans, of course, because that's what she is, and I can appreciate that. But I'm sure if a man reached out to her, she'd try to help him, too, if he was a veteran. In any yeah, business. yeah. So I won't turn any anybody care. down. You
1: yeah. know, I, I, I love the military families yeah. and – uh, that's just who I am
0: and we are one big family regardless so yeah, we're all battle buddies till the end right so it's all there, so it's all there so. <laughs> but thank you for being on the show Sandra you, you are a sister soldier you've been amazing so thank you
1: thank you for having me
0: well that's a wrap everyone hope you all got something out of this podcast today please tell a battle buddy about us and stay tuned for our upcoming podcast don't forget to visit our website at www.veteransbereal.com support us because we got your back. Till next time, everyone, I'm out of here.